1: No matter things my stock and praise. If the job's too tough for you to handle, you got a job for me. George Valentine. Right, hold <laughs> the Once again, mystery Lover, time for another Let George Do It Adventure. This particular yarn puts murder on a very high plane. It's called Is Everybody Happy? And it chiefly concerns a rich old codger named Lorenzo, who had a fetish for constantly quoting Mr. Ted Lewis's hallmark. Namely, Is Everybody Happy? Now, of course, you know that nobody was. Why well, this condition existed is not for me to tell, but for you to find out. Is everybody frustrated? Madame, <laughs> well, how's that, Professor? <laughs> Where I come from, we say, come and get it. Oh, so, Sure, I'm learning. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, huh? How would that go in your pipe, Dr. Merkel? Hey, hey, what's that? Uh, no, 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 thank you. Uh, no soup for me. <laughs> Listen to that. He'll upstairs with his tattoo. Me by a ignorant, I could only invent a rose bush. Make a million bucks and smoke cigars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lorenzo. What well, was it? was a doctor of sight? His mind, there was nothing like More absent than present. Stop it. Stop it, stop it you Be quiet. Uh, quiet. I, I, I think you said something. Never else. mind. Oh. Is everybody happy? Now, is everybody happy? Well... Yes, the way you feel. I go back to my garden. No, uh, uh, no, no. Of course we are, Lorenzo. you just asked it so many times. That's all. I know, I know. Excuse me, but there never was a place like this. What? There? there never was. Oh, I'm only it. kidding, Lorenzo. It's the house of Lorenzo the Great. No, it's no, no, Professorori. I only want you all to be happy. Besides, aren't we going to wait for that brother-in-law of yours? Yes. It's uh, no, no, he is unimportant. He is not scholars like you are. Fred is nothing. You don't wait for Craig. Forget him. Huh? Whatever you say. So, there you are, Lorenzo. Everybody's happy. Huh? Hmm? Let's see. No, no, oh, wait. Come say Amy. Uh, what? <laughs> I should have noticed. I ran for dinner before she finished reading her letter. <laughs>
2: Now, what kind of a letter do you suppose a professor of romance like? Oh, no, about? no, it's nothing like that. Well, she rushes I mean, I mean, it's not one I was writing. Oh, but,
1: she writes to someone. Gets better and better
2: into every life. A little. Oh, please, 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 all of you. it's no one you know, I mean, just a man named George Valentine. Now, please, everybody's happy. Let's eat.
1: See much. It's certainly
2: a beautiful place, isn't it? The House of Lorenzo. It's going to be one of the most unusual places in the world. I think Lorenzo must be one of the greatest men who ever lived. Well, he made one of the greatest files of money. Oh, Mr. Valentine. I don't mean on account of that, but it is on account of that, mm-hmm. isn't it? There are three of us here so far. Dr. Merkel. He's a research psychologist. Lorenzo's going to build him a laboratory later on. Then there's Mr. Hanson. He's a poet, a good one. And he used to have to work in an accounting office to earn a living. So you can imagine how much poetry he got written
1: Mm-hmm. How
2: about yourself? Well, I taught romance languages. But translation is always what I wanted to do. I'm working on Francois de Young Now everybody gets a chance to do what they want. Well, not quite everybody, Miss Brooks. Lorenzo is being very fruity about his gifts, But I guess eventually there'll be 30 or 40 here. <laughs> sort of a one-man Guggenheim Foundation, huh? In a way, Lorenzo says that he always had to work so hard that, except for his roses, he never had a chance to do anything he wanted. So now he's getting all of you a chance. <laughs> oh, he's a little eccentric, maybe. Is everybody happy, he always says. I know people laugh about that clothing you stole from Ted Lewis. But then, why do you want me here?
1: Suppose Lorenzo would permanently endow me with a fresh mystery case every week? He might. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny. What is it you're afraid of?
2: Fred. Who? Fred Jeffrey. He's one of those horn rim sort of men. He's a lawyer. And Lorenzo's brother-in-law. Uh-huh. Go on. Well, he's been here a week now. From back east where the company is. He, he thinks Lorenzo is crazy. Ah, oh, oh, I see.
1: Yeah, I'm beginning to get it. boy's a reality, huh? And you're afraid he'll persuade Santa Claus to go back to the North Pole.
3: Well,
2: Lorenzo has a great deal of money. How he chooses to use it is, well, I mean, it, it could cause unhappiness as well
1: as happiness. Oh, no, please, don't stack the cards for me on who's right and who's wrong.
2: I'm right,
1: Mr. Valentine. I'll prove it to you. Crazy, he said. Crazy. Yes, that's just what he said. Dr. Merkel. You see, this Fred Jeffries came here, uh, oh, maybe a week ago, the same day Nolan left. Who left? Dr. Nolan, a loafer, no good, electronic man of some sort, but a, a, a putterer,
2: And really not so much of an authority. Remember, well, was... I told you how careful Lorenzo is in picking his people to
1: stay. Oh, look, both of you, yes, please. Yes, yes, we were the lucky ones. We stay. When well, you stay, unless Fred interferes and blows the whole idea up, right? Persuades Lorenzo not to sink his whole fortune into this place? Uh, I am a skeptic, too, Mr. Valentine. You have thought me a prejudiced. That we would persuade Lorenzo to endow us with his money,
2: eh?
1: Of course we do. But we don't persuade and talk of court orders. Ah, that's what do you mean. I was trying to tell you. When Nolan left, an MD moved in. Fred bought him. His job was to see if Lorenzo couldn't be committed to an asylum. Well,
2: it'd be one way to keep him from giving his money away,
1: wouldn't it? Obviously, he found Lorenzo was no more irresponsible than he is. And besides, you scared the doctor away, I suppose. Yes? Well, you have quite an imposing list of degrees. Oh. <laughs> yes, I did introduce myself. The doctor left. I think he agreed with me that Lorenzo would never be judged insane. He persuaded Fred not to bother calling any experts. Well, kind of a nasty way to try and stop Lorenzo's little project. Why don't
2: you believe me, Mr. Valentine? Yes. This- Fred wouldn't stop at anything. Well, what does Lorenzo have to say
1: about it? He's not the kind of man to talk about such things.
2: And we are. And that makes us nasty and suspicious, I suppose. Oh, Professor Rick. But I don't care. Sometimes a woman can tell things that a man has no No, idea. No, 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 Emmy. We're dealing with a man. So we'll speak to the facts. Here. Uh,
1: Sorry, my place is such a mess. You do too much equipment for such a small room. Here in the desk, I have a letter from that doctor I spoke of. Yeah. Just in case you doubt what I said. No, oh, I don't doubt it. I just don't see what it amounts to. Put yeah. on the lamp there, Amy. Of course. What? Hey. Huh? What happened? Light, lights, that's all. Blue fumes. I've known there was too much strain on the power. Now just stand still, everyone. I want to. Uh... Yeah. It wasn't
2: all that happened. It started like a spell. Oh, dear oh dear nice. hurry, the lights. Hurry, Mr.
1: Spiller, will you? That was a shadow was outside. Come on. We found it
2: sounded to me like it was Mr. Epson. Nobody
1: there, Angel. Oh.
2: No, no, he's not in the Rose Arbor. That's where he always sits, but he hasn't come out yet, I guess. Roses, if you think
1: a man could be hiding. Not in Roses, Angel, not in those thorns. Besides, I just looked down the stairs.
2: Oh, maybe we were wrong. There's certainly nobody out here now.
1: Dr. (laughs) Merkel.
2: I think, the like, Lorenzo was mad because he spilled
1: his cigar ashes into his brandy. He's all right, of course. But he didn't hear anything. Everybody is happy.
2: You know. Fred has been doing his shooting. Almost every day he goes out into the woods and. What's the matter, Mr. Valentine? Do you think our imaginations are running away with us, too? Uh, Professor, let me make a couple of phone calls, will you? And then let me
1: meet this ogre, Fred. <laughs> about me? Well, I don't blame you. If you've been talking to the inmates of this squirrel cage for retired nuns, no, now just take it easy, Mr. Jeffries. I only wanted to get it straight who you were. Vice president, lawyer, menace me to an old ghost. That's what I am. Yeah, yeah, I know. And in between, you do uh, some shooting. Yeah. Now, Hmm? has this gun been fired in the last few hours? I work off steam shooting at squirrels, Mr. Valentine. But scarcely at night. Okay. Okay. But I know what you mean. I heard that myself. Backfire, I guess. At least I ran out back and then around front and didn't see anybody. All right. All right. No, I... I don't think I will. You know I tried to railroad Lorenzo into a booby hatch. That's what you really checked on? Sure. Why not? And I find you did. But it didn't work. Correct. Valentine, I'm a practical man. To me, it's beside the point whether this throw your money away son of Lorenzo's is good or bad. I have to fight it to protect the estate's interest. I'll try anything, but I'm not given to hysteria. Would you mind clearing that out? Sit down. Sit down, please. Lorenzo endows these people for life. Hasn't their interest in it occurred to you? Hasn't it? (laughs) Eh, That was a shot. Out back. I'm sorry for it. Come on. <laughs> Close, Arbor. Take me. in the name
2: of it. Oh, I was there with it. I couldn't see who it was. I couldn't see anything. was so somebody in the Amy, dark. Amy, Amy, stop that. Get hold
1: of yourself. The ring's Yeah. Bad. He's dead. Shot to death. A bullet. we we'll big caliber,
2: I guess. There was a gun flash, but I don't know where it was. Lorenzo was just about to sit down in that big marble stair. I was walking behind But, Professor, couldn't you see anybody? Or... Oh, I couldn't see anything. Whoever it was got away oh, before think I... Oh,
1: will you, Amy? Try to remember, but please.
2: startled me so that I, I couldn't notice anything. But
1: somebody must have been standing over here by the entrance to the arbor someplace. Yes. The way Lorenzo's allowed these precious roses of his to grow over, why, well, yes, a man could run down any one of these Get away from
2: that. there. Get away. What? Well, there might be footprints, mightn't be there.
1: Well, I? I don't see any.
2: Have you searched him, Mr. Valentine? Search him quickly before he can get rid of the gun. What, Professor? He's been causing trouble for Lorenzo
1: ever since he got Oh, no, Amy, stop it. I think mm-hmm. you'd better know now that at the time of Lorenzo's death, Fred was with me. What? You
2: no. No, I don't believe. Now, get a
1: hold of yourself, please. I've what work to do. I'll
2: take her inside. Yeah, and that's me. a good idea, sir. <laughs> Lorenzo was such a wonderful man. Did I call a police No,
1: no, I'll be inside and do it myself. <laughs> Amy doesn't like you much, does she? No. Well, okay, I want to ask you a question, friend. About Lorenzo's endowing these people for life, what people did you mean? Amy, the female professor, Dr. Murko, Mr. Hanson. But there would have been others as time went on. A good many others. But if you've been able to make him change his mind, then what? Well, it's his money. Lorenzo could have changed their trust setup, taken it away from them again, and Oh. But now he can't. That's what you're driving at. Uh huh. Now you're not a menace anymore, at least to these three. Yes it's lorenzo den their interest has been protection yeah yeah we have three very blind suspects for murder Happy. Those were the favorite words, of Lorenzo, Lorenzo the Great, at least in the eyes of the few people whose research he was devoting his money. Of course, to his mother-in-law friends, the man nobody liked, he was Lorenzo the Foolish. But if your name is George Valentine, he's just Lorenzo the Death, and there are three very fine suspects for his murder. Yeah, that's right, Sheriff, and step on it, will you please? Mm. Yes, I. Well, there are rather good police around here, I believe. Oh, you've done business with them before, Mr. Hanson, huh? Be ridiculous. <laughs> you still don't believe that I didn't hear that shot. I don't know. But I was in my room, dear. You can't hear anything from that distance. You were alone? Well, of course. A person doesn't write poetry in tandem, you know. Oh, never mind the sarcasm. I I can't help it, Mr. Valentine. I'm really sorry that he is everybody happy? You know, to Lorenzo, that was more than Ted Lewis's famous phrase. He actually believed we were happy. Oh, what do you mean by that? Well, people like us all want to do something, the opportunity to do it. He gave us the opportunity. And as I understand, now you all have it for life. Hmm. That's the ironic part. I've been here three months now, and it's no good, you know. Enough. It doesn't work out. Look, you don't make sense. And a routine, over and over, every evening, just the same. Merkel out puddling around, me in my room, Amy in hers. Lorenzo in his big marble chair, where he could admire his roses. Ah. This is called being happy. Mr. Valentine, all I mean is that Lorenzo was a well-intentioned old fool. I was happier when I worked as an accountant and only had a very little time to write my photos. Oh, okay, okay. It's a good sales talk, anyway. the Truth, where does this hall leave? This one's sort of the house, Why? Oh, Mr. Hanson, if you're not even interested in Lorenzo's money... Then I ought to be looking for his murderer someplace else. Is that supposed to be your friend of sarcasm? I mm. Hold it. Well, there's no one in there. It's Dr. Nolan's sweet when he was here. Celentine. A... <laughs> Nobody in there, huh? You're talking me, I? Hey, the villain of the feast. Oh, shut up. But, as a matter of fact, Nolan hated Lorenzo, you know. But there's nothing that there, says someone from the outside couldn't be the person you're looking for. No, there isn't, sir. But Fred, what were you doing? I'm looking for Merkel Valentine? I, I can't find him. Merkel? Well, he's always deep in his work at this time of night. His room's right. He's here. not in there. I already looked. I'll try the other side of the house, Valentine. Yeah, but wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, the door closes downstairs. I'll see you later.
2: Oh, yes. Come out just a moment ago. Amy's all right now. I saw a light and I thought it was you. Yeah.
3: Light?
2: Yeah. What light? Well, I don't know now. She's out by the roadside. Up at her? Come on. There was a man on the road. I could see his shadow running around the other way out toward the front. What? On oh, well, the man. arbor in here? That's where the light was. And i take her out and i I have yours. Lorenzo's body has not touched. George, look. Somebody's been trampling around over there. There's a road you just Yeah. Look closer, Angel.
1: Right on the table here by Lorenzo's
2: chair. A pocket flashlight. Oh,
1: mirror. Pieces of wire. Copper wire.
2: Why wouldn't you take this thing with
1: him? Real tricky mirror, too. See? See here. Steel frame to hold it in place. Only I mean, what place? L-M.
2: It's hmm? a pocket flashlight initial.
1: Leon Merkel.
2: Yes. He was the one I thought.
1: Sure, sure. This makes uh, sense, Alex. Right? Uh, Careful. I almost fell over him myself.
2: Dr. Merkel, oh no.
1: Blood on his head. Here, help yeah. me. He's dead.
2: No? No, he's breathing, George.
1: What? Just there. That brick there. Somebody hit him with that brick. See the blood on it? And let's lift him. Get him back in the uh-huh. house. No, oh, no, don't touch him. Booksy, stay here with him. it, are you crazy? Whoever did this is right around us somewhere. Right here in the door. Leave should She'll be all right. The sheriff's car will come up that driveway in about one second.
2: That's right. Turn out, sir. What's the murder?
1: Back of the rose But Fred, step on it. I'll get the murderer, All right. <laughs> Police have flashlights or lanterns. Never mind them. Their first job is taking care of Merkel, Getting him in a hospital so he lives. Yes, yes, of course. Uh Holy storms. What are you looking for? Well, the murderer will be pretty disappointed if Merkel dies. Or if he lives, they should say one big blow and figure he was dead. Yes, but what was Merkel doing out here by himself? And I'll be pretty disappointed if he doesn't live. There's a real mild understatement, Fred. Don't you get it? He was running for help. What? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Here's where the mirror was. It fits, see? Just mm-hmm. about in line with Lorenzo, where he was shot, stepping in front of his marble chair there. Look, I asked you about Merkel, not Lorenzo. Merkel had a lot of the facts, and he had to play detective. He was out here doing the same thing I am. Only the facts aren't oh. here yeah. anymore. What facts for heaven? Brother, listen. This was the police out in front, wasn't No. It was right close by. Now you listen, Fred. Merkel noticed the same thing I did, that first shot. What? Sure, that's what I'm looking for on the chair here. There ought to be. Yeah, here we are. It's a splendid place. You mean that first shot was fired here in the same place? Yeah, it's that way. The bullet that the still in Lorenzo couldn't have done that. And over here, there ought to be. Uh huh. Here's something. What is it? Oh. Mr. Valentine.
2: Mr. Valentine. Amy. Oh. oh, there you are.
1: Yeah.
2: The sheriff is
1: taking care of Dr. Murphy.
2: Yes, I know. What's that you're holding?
1: Well, I'm not sure, Amy. A piece of black glass, a filter, maybe, or is it red? What? Yeah, sure. It'd have to be an infrared light, or you'd have seen it, wouldn't you?
2: Mr. Valentine, what on earth? I didn't see anything. I told you I didn't. But there's another
1: possibility that there wasn't anything to see.
2: But but the man who fired the gun. Hey,
1: Amy, when the gun fired that first time, it happened when you switched on the lights, didn't it? Mr. Valentine. Take it easy, both of you, will you? I'll make sense professor that guy who used to be here that uh, dr nolan who didn't make the grade and got sore at lorenzo he was an electronics man wasn't he well did he have any equipment is there any of it still around equipment yeah like maybe a photoelectric cell what you heard me a photoelectric cell can be used to do anything from opening your garage door to setting off a burglar alarm so why couldn't it be used to fire a gun mr
2: valentine i just don't understand
1: i do Dr. Nolan. Yeah, at least that would explain the mirror and copper wire and the black glass. And it would explain what else Merkel figured out. But a short circuit, when you switched the light, would have fired the first shot by accident. Anything that interferes with the beam of the cell, its current in other words, could very easily fire a gun, magnet releasing the trigger, for instance. No,
2: no, I don't follow you at all. And then
1: the second time, after a reload, I guess, the gun fired when Lorenzo stepped in front of the beam. When he sat down in the same place he came to every night. Oh! But, but if you can't find the gun or that
2: cell it... I know where to find it, don't worry.
1: There's only one earthly reason for killing a person with a mechanical contraction. And that's to set up a perfect alibi. Well, don't look so blank, Fred. Sure, I know how upsetting it's all been. Merkel's still alive, so he can talk. But it's a little ironic, too, isn't it? Set up a perfect alibi, Fred. And then get hung by the fact you're the only person with an alibi. <laughs> Let's go upstairs and take a look at Dr. Nolan's room, shall we? You want to bet that's where we'll find the equipment? With your fingerprints on it?
2: Well, Fred?
1: Well, I see you've only got a couple of seconds. So make up your mind. With Dr. Merkel now. You and the I'm sheriff may be upstairs, will you? Oh, Fred, how about it? You coming? It would have been so different if you hadn't been here. Oh, sure, I know. Things kind of got away from you, didn't they? Mr. Valentine, look out! I suppose you might find the photoelectric cell upstairs, but I doubt if you'd find the gun. Oh, yeah. Didn't get rid of it yet, huh? No. So things kind of get away from you, too, don't they? Stuart! Right. Stand still, Bootsy! Hey, you! What's that?
2: It. I suppose Mrs. Gester was already so desperate after trying to get rid of Dr. Dr. Sure, sure,
1: but a bullet in the leg just makes him talk that much faster.
2: You know, I thought that since Lorenzo's money was already in your name, Professor, and Dr. Hansen it... There was
1: only three, Angel. If Lorenzo had enough money to figure on endowing dying in 40 or 50, then there was plenty left for Fred to try to hang on to by killing him.
2: But now what'll happen? I don't know.
1: But after this, I have a hunch the courts will let his endowment plan go right on through. He'll still be remembered as Lorenzo the Great, all right. Is
2: everybody happy? It's a wonderful thing to try for, isn't it? Sure. No matter what kind of answers you get. Then well, if you keep asking questions, oh, oh, don't be so
1: serious, Angel. All it leads to is a song called When My Baby Smiles at Me. Another Let George Do It adventure. Robert Bailey will start as George Valentine, with Virginia Gregg as Brooksy. David Victor and Jackson Gillis wrote the story with music by Eddie Dunstetter. Now, this is yours truly, inviting you to another visit with Valentine, when you will again hear what happens when you Let George
3: Do It. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corrient.